Indigenous community. Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to Stay Curious, a podcast where we want to create diversity in thought without also creating division in community, and where we want you to remember how to think and not tell you what to think. I am your co-host, Matt Fisher. I'm also the creative director here at Hill City, where we record this and every episode of the podcast, and I am here with my co-host, Mr. John Wagler. Wags, what's going on, man? Yes, sir. Everything's good. Can I say Merry Christmas? Yeah, you can say that. Yeah. We're almost there. Merry Christmas to John. Merry Christmas to everyone out there listening. We hope that you enjoyed our very special Christmas. It was like an after-school special, a very special Christmas. (laughs) With Santa. With Stay Curious, where we talked about Santa Claus, where I defended Santa Claus with verbal violence. No, that's not true. I will say that that was a very well-received episode. Yeah, it was. It's so funny. It's like somebody came up to me this past Sunday um, and was nice enough to like compliment me on the podcast and kind of talk to me a little bit about it. And he, um, I told him something to the effect of like, you'd be surprised which one of these topics is hard to deal with. Because uh, he thanked us for like top, right. top, um, yeah. tackling hard stuff. And he asked me, well, what one would surprise me? And in my head, I was like, the Santa one. But I said something different. <laughs> but honestly, because I didn't want to spoil it for right. it. But uh, yeah, it was good. It was such a good yeah, conversation. And you guys seem to enjoy it. So yeah. thanks for that. Um, but here, right at the end of the Christmas holiday, we're just going to bring we're gonna bring the cheer down. Just bring, bring it right <laughs> back down a level. Bring that tone right back down. <laughs> um, today, we are going to talk about a recent sort of news bit in... I would say national news, but definitely like Christian world news. Um, uh, it's the um, incident in which incident, incident, like something yeah. terrible happened. Yeah, no, yeah. it is the event yeah. <laughs> that uh, in which um, some some uh, big time worship leaders from around, certainly around the country. Yeah, so th- there were a lot from Bethel. Right. Um, there were some Hillsong folks there. Uh, there was Carrie Job and Cody Carnes and. Um, I mean, a whole slew of people. Yeah. I mean, basically, it anyone. So, if you look at the Christian music in, in, in its entirety with worship music, it's like basically like five, six people write all the worship music we sing. Mm. You know, and and so or groupings of people, right. I should say, that are within. I should rephrase that in the context of churches like we are. Yeah, I was about to you say. You know, like that's <laughs> so. Um, but it really boils down to just a handful of people, and and most of those people were there. Not all, not all, and I don't. It was definitely if, a who's who of like Christian yeah, worship music absolutely. in this country. Were at the we haven't even said where they were, what they were doing. At, they were at the White House, at the King's Palace, at the at the King's <laughs> Palace, the heartbeat of Babylon. Um, no, they were at the White House um, to spend some time with President Trump and some of his administration. And there was a slew of like photo ops that came out of it, and some video, um, and just a bunch of content that has sort of raised um, the hairs on the backs of many a neck. Yeah, um, both for and against. You know. Know, is it a good idea to do this? Is it a bad idea for them to do this? Um, and so since that has been a topic of conversation here at our office and also in, in Capital C Church, yeah, we wanted to just talk about it. Yeah, and, and even so, it wasn't just that they were, there were videos of them like posting themselves. They were actually like the White House put out, like on the White House's account, mm-hmm. put out like a video on Twitter 
um, from a couple of them, uh, Carrie Job and Cody Carnes. I think it's Cody Carnes um, in particular. Yeah. Um, of them like sharing their experience mm-hmm. there, and so it became a much larger thing, mm-hmm. and uh, with a way bigger reach. Now they all of those people have like reached tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of people through mm-hmm. their social media anyway. But then all of a sudden it gets put out on the White House's account, which right. you know then amps it up even further. So that's why I thought it would be good for us to just chat about it because of the impact it can have in terms of, um, you know, what was politicalness and what was genuine mm-hmm. versus like how how much impact they have with younger people, mm-hmm. you know, just through their worship music. Um, these are these are all worship leaders that people will go to and see at a church like the like this past Sunday. They were leading worship somewhere. Mm. And uh, that has like a lot of impact to figure out, like what do we do in these scenarios where there's politics involved or the president's involved or government's involved when it kind of merges in with Christianity and leaders in Christianity. And we've talked a lot about this. Uh, this so I would say the thing that made this one different, and, th- and you texted me that, like what makes this one different? Yeah, I am. my perspective on this really quick is like, I saw the picture and I was like, yeah, I don't know. It's a bunch of people in the White House. And he's like, oh, you know, Bethel. And I'm like, I don't. Right. What? Yeah. I'm I'm I am woefully ignorant of Christian culture. Sure. Uh, and I've only started learning about it since starting working here a couple right. of years yeah. ago. So I am very interested in like the energy that's being put, not by you necessarily, but right. like the energy behind this conversation, because yeah, my response yeah. to you was like, okay, yeah. You know, because I mean, we, we've had so much of a focus with guys like Jerry Falwell right. and um, Franklin Graham. And, uh, and so with that being the case, that actually does not represent really anyone less than 40. Sure. You know, it's, it's really people like those two names in particular really tie into people that are a little bit older, Mm -hmm. um, 40 and up. Mm -hmm. And, um, but the 40 and below crowd is not represented by those groupings, but these worship leaders heavily represent Mm -hmm. the younger people. So politically is that's what I was saying to you on like politically, it was a brilliant move. Right. Because now you've got these worship leaders that represent hundreds of thousands of young people in churches that they look to for kind of spiritual guidance with their music and everything here at the White House singing and having these conversations and really coming out pretty aggressively in favor of what's happening in the White House. And and so it tapped into this younger market that honestly had not been addressed in all of these things prior to this point. So it made it a different conversation just in terms of who was involved. So I don't want to derail this thing too early on, but I am curious about something. I need your perspective on it. And I almost wish that we had like a 20 something from our church right. here too, like um, like our friend Taylor or like maybe Natalie in the room or somebody who like knows about how, walk me through really quickly. Cause again, my, so I see the picture and I'm just like, I don't know who are these people. And you say, it's <laughs> yeah. the guys from Bethel. And I'm like, okay, yeah, I've seen that name. Walk me through how influential these people are. Like, how do you find out one of these guys' names? Is it, do you go to concerts? Like, do they tour? Yeah. Or do, is it just that like their churches are so big? And I know their churches are big, but yeah. like, um, like how does that sort of like, celebrities trickily is it is it that they tour is it that does that make sense yeah like what I'm they asking? definitely tour they definitely they're at like big christian conferences a lot of mm. times they oh, yeah. uh, again like the the pocket of people that create most of our worship music in younger churches mm-hmm. um Again, it's small, and so people are super well known um, for the music that they put out, and when they go out on tour, and you know, if if Bethel were to, were to come in Richmond, it would sell out, and like as soon as it was 
like made known they were coming. And so, is Bethel again super ignorant? Is Bethel a church? There are they are a church out in California, um, but they also produce a ton of worship music. Oh, and so they tour kind of as a band. They do, the, and or, they're or different. A, you know, they're different uh, groupings that have come out of them too. So like Jesus Culture came out of them, mm. and uh, and they've done a lot of a lot of worship songs that you know even we sing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Bethel has its own group, but then some individual artists have come out of there. I mean, it's a I mean it produces it's heavily intent on like music there. So stop me if this, if, if your answer to this is too long, stop me. We can edit it out. But like, um, what is the difference between this and just like contemporary Christian? Like what's the difference between this and like 1995, Amy Grant going to the White house. (laughs) What I guess is, what is there a delineation in your mind as somebody who consumes this content between very popular worship musicians and very popular Christian? Yeah. So like, I would say that the, the difference here is it's generational. First of all, like this is tapping into a new younger generation. Secondly, because of the social media impact that these guys can have, it's Mm -hmm. very different than an Amy Grant, you know, because there was nothing there in the beginning, Mm -hmm. you know? And so you didn't really know Amy Grant. You didn't really know what she was doing. You didn't know any of her political views. You didn't know any of that stuff. And, uh, but whereas now with younger folks, like they're obviously a little more, um, intentional about things that are happening politically and try to be aware and try to be a little more active with things. And so these artists are now playing into it with things that they say or things that they represent. So it's a little different in terms of the impact that these artists can have than they used to have when we were growing up as kids. Mm-hmm. So and that so that's a little different. And it's also something to do, it seems like it has something to do with like the purpose of the music that they write. Meaning like if you had one of these, like if a Bethel record had one song on it about um, romance or like a typical pop mm-hmm. type thing, even if it was quote unquote appropriate, it would no longer be like a worship record. Like right. what, what delineates between worship music and like CCM music is worship music is specifically, I guess, written with the intent that people will congregational singing. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So it's, it's different. And then I think now some of them that they put out their individual records. Yes. It, le- it can sure. bleed into just kind of normal. Hey, I wrote this for my husband. Right. Right. You know, kind of deal. Yeah. Uh, but yes, it, it, at the start, a lot of these people are coming out of congregational, like they're, they are writing music and producing music for congregations okay. to sing. Okay, cool. Sorry. Thanks for that primer no. on Christian music, <laughs> um, that I badly needed. So yeah, I think one of the big things that we just want to talk about is, is this a good idea for them? Yeah. Um, as, as worship artists that have a young, um, you know, a young following, um, there's obviously been some backlash, and I read one article where um, one of the he, he's I'm sure he has like influence across the board, but Eddie James, who's like a pretty well known um, black worship leader, kind of came out and was like, "Hey, you know, if you're angry about this, you should check your heart." Like, and then he kind of went into here's some of the good things we found out about what the Trump administration is doing to fight human trafficking, and like shouldn't we as Christians want to pray for the president no matter how we feel about him or whatever? Um, And I think a couple of other people have said similar things in response to sort of the backlash of them being there. Um, So I guess one thing that we wanted to talk about is like, how do we talk about this in a should you or shouldn't you way when when we're sort of giving feedback internally or externally to these, for lack of a better term, Christian celebrities or high powered sort of like faith types um i don't know i mean (laughs) 
I know what I think. <laughs> um, but I, I, John, I want to hear. I feel like you have more nuanced thoughts, and mine are pretty broad brush. So, yeah. what is, what is your initial? You read the article, you sent it to me. What was your initial thought? What was your reaction? Yeah. So my initial thought was one. We're, I think when you're when you get to a level of leading people in worship at you know where hundreds of thousands of people and not millions of people are singing your songs, you know, across the world, sometimes you have to realize that the the fact that you've done that you had this attachment to the soul of people like you know like when you're if you have a song that you you came up with and someone literally has their life transformed by Jesus and your song was part of that you you automatically have this deep spiritual tie to some of these uh you know uh worship leaders that you've never met or even understand right like you you may never actually talk to them but you have this like uh, almost bizarre tie-in to them because of how much they what they have done has like impacted your very soul. Yeah. And so with that comes a lot of influence and impact. And so when I first saw it, my my first thought was, you know, I'm always if if the president asked me to go to the White House and pray, mm-hmm. I would say yes 100% of the time. Mm-hmm. Because why wouldn't we want to go and pray? Well, yeah, and some of that is like a revisitation of a previous episode yeah. where we talked about what if he came to Hill City. Yeah, mm-hmm. but so absolutely, like I did not have a problem with them going there. I did not have a uh, problem with them praying with him. I did not have a problem with them, you know, talking about the religious uh, freedom initiatives that the administration wants to do, or even the good things that the administration mm-hmm. <laughs> is doing. Like they, I think it's a it's a every every single uh, president our presidential administration ever has things going on that are really good that people don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I, I mean, I, I remember hearing some conservative folks that I know talk about how Obama never did anything for religious people and was like really detrimental to, to Christian Christianity. And I'm like, first of all, he's a Christian. Second of all, like he, um, his, his uh, faith director, Michael Ware, like talks about all this incredible stuff that happened during his eight years, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so you might not have liked some of the things that he did, but there were good things. Same thing now. Like, we're going to look back. At this, I know it's hard to maybe for some people to, to recognize that, but there's going to be some good things. So I'm a like I'm okay with all of those things and recognizing good things. We should like we should really elevate good things more than we do. Yeah, I mean, if an administration is doing zero good things, <laughs> yeah. we would be it would be like road warrior, right? There. Like it, we <laughs> yeah. would be living in a dystopian like wasteland. Yeah, <laughs> they have to be doing something good. Yeah. Yeah, and I think, you know, there were some videos out there of them, like, having, they were, like, playing guitars and singing mm-hmm. in one of the rooms and, and everything else. And, again, all that's really good. Like, why wouldn't we want that to be the case there? And, the but the, I guess the the one thing that, like, I was just like, oh, come on. Like, was, first of all, I, I don't know. Like, how about you guys just worship and not put it on video? Mm. You know, like, why do we get away so frequently from just appreciating the moment rather than having to always broadcast it. Because you know what? The person taking that video really wasn't in on what was happening. Mm -hmm. They were taking the video, Mm -hmm. you know? And so you're kind of even removing yourself from being engaged in a present in the moment. That's supposed to be this heartfelt worshipful moment. I'm not saying people weren't heartfelt. It's just, why do we always have to have that? You know? But the second thing was, uh, there was that video in particular with Carrie Job that it just, and maybe in the end, she's just so pro-Trump that it's, maybe it, this is the reason it was this way, but it was the one that was on the White House's Twitter account, and it was just, I don't know, it just seemed really naive. And, and maybe that's not nice of me to say, but 
or I should say it was naive of what the like the current political climate is right now. If you have the impact to where something you say can have influence over th- tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of people, to simply gloss over some of the things that are happening within the administration right now that if you're a Christian, you have to be appalled at. And to just simply come out there and be like, everything's so good, and this is great, and this is great, and woohoo, we're in the White House, and this is so amazing, and look at all the good stuff that's happening, and to and to not have any um, awareness of how um, some things just aren't okay, mm-hmm. and just to put a video out there, I was just like, man, that is that's not using your platform well. Mm. That's like that's that's not really engaging people thoughtfully. And, um, and so that was like my first, just like, that was my first feeling of it. Um, again, I don't care that she, if she is, you know, in favor of the president or votes Republican or whatever, that's, I mean, that's fine. Like I'm not, I don't begrudge anybody for that. And, uh, but not being aware of the impact and influence you can have by putting out a video like that. I just, I don't know. I just thought it was incredibly naive. Or pretending that you don't know. I know. So so it's either naive or dishonest. And I don't, again, I have no idea Sure. Who these people are, but like, <laughs> uh, not to belabor that point, but yeah, I, I mean, I think that one of the things I really wanted that really struck me about it, and it can't. I, I was just saying off air that I've been rereading Acts um, since we came back from Israel, and just like watching the way that Paul interacts with everyone from like Felix to Festus to Agrippa, like his whole interaction with like government, with the authorities, and um, and like Jesus same way with Jesus, right? There's, it's this, it feels to me like there's this like idea of, oh, you know, you can kind of shake the devil's hand and pray for him at the same time. Mm -hmm. And it's like, yes, we should be praying for the president. And I don't, you know, it's not that the president is the devil or whatever, but it's just, yeah, either naivete or um, outright dishonesty about the double-sided sword that is anything political sure um if you go to the white house no matter what you learn there about like the good things that are happening behind the scenes something as powerful as the white house is always going to have what it does versus what it stands for and sometimes those things are aligned Mm -hmm. but like generally there's like the wider impact of like what does this mean from a pr standpoint no matter what the good things are that happen or that you learn while you're there and like the reality of it is is that the current white house for most of the world stands for a wave of more nationalistic thinking that we're seeing in brexit and everywhere in a a bunch of other places is it is it our white house's fault i don't know but it's like part of a global sort of like thing Mm -hmm. and we know that nationalism is just not a thing that's supported anywhere in the bible (laughs) anywhere anywhere even in the old testament yeah anywhere so it's like you praying for the president with him in his office versus taking a picture praying with the president with him in his office are two very different things with very different power. Yeah. That sort of conflict a little. I think in our current like state conflict a little bit. Well, and there's just the reality when you bring up Paul, like like people will say that stuff all the time. Like what about Daniel in the Bible? What about Joseph in the Bible? Like they were in high political positions. I'm like, yeah. And look what they did. Right. Like they went like, they were so anti the establishment and so anti the ways of the kingdom that 
literally Daniel was put in a lion's den for it, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, and they wanted him killed and, and everything else. And, and so I don't even have a problem with a Christian being a high ranking official in the government, but they have a responsibility to live out the Bible, not whatever country they're representing, yeah. you know? And when you bring up guys like Paul, I'm like, I mean, that dude was coming against the powers that be like crazy, like crazy. So there was no, right now we have this fawning over celebrities and powerful people that is so destructive for Christianity. Yeah. It's so destructive. Yeah. Giving, granting Christians celebrity status because of their Christianness, meaning like if, um, oh my gosh, his name is escaping me, uh, Andy Dwyer, uh, the guy from Parks and Rec, who's oh, in yeah, Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy. Yes. Uh, what's his name? I cannot remember his name. <laughs> I really like Chris, him, too. Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt. Yes. <laughs> Chris Pratt did not become famous for being a Christian. Right. But he is now very vocal about his faith yeah. or whatever. Cool. Yeah. Um, the leaders of, like, the Bethel, you know, um, music section or whatever, like, they became famous for being christians or like uh any pastor uh you know if you became famous for being a christian you have a different sort of like you need to have a different handle on your celebrity than any you know than any other celebrity we've ever we've even talked about like the nuances of like as hill city gets bigger let's say you went to like go pray for the nationals or or whatever like whatever whatever your team is you know like and you were interacting with famous um, I am athletes. open to do that for the Red Sox. <laughs> oh yeah, Red Sox, listening. that's your team, right? Um, and you were to go do that, um, that would be great. But then like, we would have, you know, would, like there'd be a wider conversation about you having pictures taken with them to like, um, it, would we, you would post it to your own account because that's rad because you love baseball. But like, <laughs> sure. would we post it to the whole city account? Right, I no. don't know. We yeah. don't know. You know, like yeah. at what point does the things that you're doing just become brand building? Yeah. Like at what point does going to the White House to pray with the president actually become a self-serving thing where you're building your brand or building the brand of somebody who you may not want to build their brand? Yeah. And I would also say too, if people are listening to this and be like, stop, it's not just Trump. And I'm like, you can go president to president, and this has been happening for decades, you know, with us. In particular, it took on a whole other turn in the 70s. But mm. uh, this has been like a larger theme that's been happening within the context of this marriage between Christianity and the powers that be. And yeah. and so in the, in the end, and here's the thing. I'm, gonna, I'm doing a whole series on this, y'all, and <laughs> starting in January. But in the end, what ends up, the result is we become like the people Jesus aggressively spoke out against because he would always reference the religious leaders, in particular the Sadducees, who were in tight with the Roman government and created all these deals and had access and they had power and they had influence. And we know the end of this story is that those were some of the same people that killed Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, And so I, I just, we've got to be like super careful with this stuff. I'm not saying that, you know, Every interaction a Christian has with President Trump or his administration or any president in the future has to be like, well, you know, we went here and there was this good, but hey, I just want to bring up all the bad too. I'm not saying that has to be the case, but you do have to understand how to use your platform and what really matters. Well, and there's some, so I wanted to ask your opinion about this. Isn't there something to be said for acting in secret? Like, isn't there something to be said for going into your room, drawing the drawing the curtain and praying not on, you know not like the hypocrites <laughs> sure. right like yeah. there's there's something about the spirit of the gospel that says don't 
make a big deal out of, you know, like do things quietly, do things humbly, just humbleness. Like when you're, you know, when you have any sort of influence, I don't care if it's just like that you have a couple hundred Instagram followers, which is still a lot of people looking at your pictures all the time. Like if you have any modicum of influence, especially in our today's world where influence is like doled out, you know, by the internet and and you're a Christian, um, like you, you just have to double get, you have to, to, um, second guess yourself whenever you're doing anything or taking a picture with anybody. And yeah, like if, if this being about Trump is, um, upsetting for you, like we'll take him out of it. I'd like to know what the purpose is of getting pictures taken with Justin Bieber. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) Like, cool. The Biebs goes to your church. That's rad. Like, I hope he's like growing as a person and like getting to know Jesus, but like, I don't, yeah. <laughs> sorry, but like, why you gotta take a picture? Like, what, what is the point of that? Do you yeah. take pictures with the other people of your congregation and put it on Instagram? Like, I, I, I have beef. I'm putting the system on trial. <laughs> I got beef with this whole thing. There is something to that. And I, I think too, again, like, it just would have been cool if someone came out, one of those worship leaders came out and said something like this. And this is just like off the cuff, but like something like, hey, it was great. We had this incredible opportunity to, to go up to the White House and pray with this administration. Um, there are a lot of good things that are happening within the context of of this government that people don't know about because we're so focused on a divisiveness that's happening within this. We do recognize that there are some things happening here that really don't represent Jesus well, but we could not pass up on the opportunity to be able to sing in this White House, worship God in this White House, and really pray for the future um, in wisdom of this president, you know, as with anyone, no one's perfect and we don't agree with everything, but this was an opportunity we could not, um, pass up on. Would you guys be with us and like pray for all of our leaders, Democrat, independent, Republican, and let's be, let's be a little more united front on what Jesus taught, Mm. you know, like something that's like, you're recognizing some of these, like right now, I think we, uh, the Christian culture is to appease to the powerful and um, while not giving a voice to the marginalized. Hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like if that makes sense. And, and that is directly against what Jesus taught and Jesus taught in Matthew 25, when he talks about the least of these, he's like, well, if you're not elevating the poor and the marginalized and feeding and the hungry and all those things and doing, then when you don't do those things, you don't do those things to me. Hmm. You know? So when we are elevating the powerful, and catering to the powerful, and listen, this doesn't have to be national powerful. It can we if we catered to Mayor Stoney here in Richmond mm. more than we cared about the marginalized people, then we would be in the wrong, right? You know, like we would be against what Jesus taught. And so I think just too often we're just so wrapped up in the power of somebody or the celebrity of somebody, and we're going against what Jesus tells us to focus on. And that's just what I felt. That was my perspective on what I saw coming out of this. Now, I also understand someone could be like, well, they, that wasn't their intent and they're not they're not nuanced thinkers or they're just there to like sing and they just were like happy to be there. And I'm like, I get all that. But the second you are placed in a moment like that, you have to realize the weight of that moment. Yeah, you have power. That's like if somebody shoots themselves in the foot with a gun and you're just like, well, they didn't know how to use it. It's like, well, then they shouldn't have it. <laughs> Should <laughs> like, have been touching the gun. So, yeah, yeah, like, sorry. Like, once you look out as somebody who has spent, I mean, the good part of his life 
performing and like doing music and other mm-hmm. and stand up comedy and every other thing. Like when I look out from the stage and there's more than a hundred people there, sorry, you get a sense that you you're sure. doing something. Like yeah. I don't I don't care. I don't care how humble you are. I don't care how like self, I mean, nobody's more self-aggrandizing than I am. (laughs) But like, if I look out and there's a room full of people there to see me do something, you have a grasp that like, you have some sort of like influence. Yeah, something you're saying matters or those people wouldn't be standing there paying attention to you. So it's like too, I think we too often in like a social media sort of time, we have celebrities and people of influence hiding behind it, like, oh, you know, I was just, I didn't, you know, I didn't think it was going to be a big deal. It's yeah. like, dude, again, once you're on that stage and you look out over all those people, you, it's good to not think yourself a big deal, but you also are not ignorant of the fact that something you're doing is getting attention. And so you have, you wield a power. Yeah. Um, Agree. And I, and I would say to that point, I, I would say that's why it was like, I was just so taken back by it when I saw all of it, because when you look at um, the current president, you know, Jesus teaches us, right? Like that whatever comes out of someone's mouth reveals what's in their heart. Mm-hmm. And, you know, even, I mean, you think about the way that he has promoted violence towards people that have pro- protested against him. Like even just little comments like, uh, don't hurt them, don't hurt them. But if you do, I'll defend you in court. Yeah. You know, like things like that at some of his rallies or, um, or, or even the way he you know, with Greta, you know, recently like popping off at her at Twitter or the way he's been talking to Nancy Pelosi recently, you know, the whole teeth thing and and all this other stuff. And I'm like, he is revealing what's in his heart. He's revealing what, what kind of person he actually is. Yeah. So, and which is so anti like what we, we know and love about being a Christian in Jesus. Like it's completely opposite of what we're taught in the Bible. And to then step forward in a moment as a worship leader to step forward in a moment and just like gloss over all of it. Like, and just kind of just be like, we're just going to encourage and support. And like, we're just so happy we're here and there's so much good coming out of here. Let's support our president. I'm like, that's just so wrong on so many levels. And I just think it was a huge miss. And, um, and I know some people listen to us with like, well, liberal people and independent people talk like that about Trump too. I'm like, I know that's not right. Like, and I would say the same thing. Like if, if, a, if a more moderate progressive Christian is, is cozying on up to someone who speaks that way, I would say the same thing. This yeah. is not about just president Trump. It's just like the heart of the Christian in those moments. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, I have so many thoughts, but I'm going to try. <laughs> we, we don't want to be, we don't want to keep you all Christmas. Um, but yeah, and I, I guess I would just reiterate like this illusion that you can, I think it's an, my perspective would be, it is an illusion to think that you can, you know, dance with power and then like remain blameless. I think yeah. like when I read the Bible, especially the new Testament, what I see is a, great awareness of and dis- sort of like a weird dismissiveness of government of power like the, sure okay well it's who's whose pictures on the coin so give it back to him like yeah. that is such a dismiss <laughs> like knowing how well jesus orated things and how well he told stories and how well he taught that that was his teaching during that moment and i'm not saying like all of my politics rest on the single verse right but yeah. like and the same thing with paul like he knew what was going to get him in trouble and what wasn't going to get him in trouble, but he preached Christ crucified and risen and then defended himself. He didn't yeah. like, there was no, you don't, you know, you don't see him 
And there's even moments I noticed in this reading of Acts where he does sort of like play the room a little bit, like, oh, King Agrippa, in your wisdom, you would know, you know, like he knows how to do sure. that. But he is not like getting the photo op. <laughs> well, know, and like, like we don't know, like a lot of times some of this stuff's sarcastic too. Yeah. You know, like he's poking the bear a little bit. And and I would say this for, you know, what we have represented in the Bible, again, you look at someone like Joseph or Daniel in power positions or uh, even what King Josiah did. Um, like th- these are people who radically did things like that were against the cultural norm, that were in places of power, that what they did and how they thought about it was so different than what everyone else was doing. You move into the New Testament, shoot. If, if you are currently reading through the Gospels because of Christmas and everything right now, go ahead and start writing down all of the terms that are used for Jesus, like Savior of the world, Son of God, Son of Man, all these different terms that you see throughout the Gospels that the writers would put into them. They were overtly and purposeful in their political intention to say, Caesar is Lord, uh, Jesus is Lord, Caesar is not mm-hmm. so like those weren't just casual oh we got we talk about jesus is lord or jesus is king or whatever the, or or he's the son of god like those were direct political statements against the powers that were were there mm-hmm. you know and, and you read through the letters that paul has they were direct they were so insanely political and but against power mm-hmm. you know and so i again it's not that we can't have people in in powerful positions. It's not that they can't be in. It's not that they can't be president. It's just like being aware of like how we're interacting with all of this. And for us, you might not be a worship leader that has a hundred thousand, three hundred thousand, or a million followers. But you know what? When you're at the dinner table with somebody and and talking about certain things that are going along with our politics or whatever, in particular seasons like this of holidays, like mm-hmm. being aware of your perspective, being aware of saying like, hey, when I just vote, when I just voice total support to someone, whether that's liberal or conservative, when I'm just going all in on my support on this person, do I realize what I'm also tagging my life with, with that, right? Like as when someone, when I see someone who's like, uh, like w- loves Jesus and says they love Jesus, whatever, and going all in with our current president, I'm like, do you realize you are sacrificing a part of your witness? Mm-hmm. You, you automatically are because of what he currently represents. I would, I would have also have said that though with President Obama in a different way. If you're just, if you're putting all of your, all of your eggs in the basket there of all your hope being there. I'm like, that's called idolatry. Mm-hmm. And you're sacrificing a part of your witness because of that. And so, and, and we can go back to Bush, we can go back to Reagan, we go wh- whoever, you can do it with anyone. But in particular, right now in our current context, you are, by doing this, you're sacrificing a part of your witness about who Jesus really is and who Jesus should be to somebody else. And that's why it's so important. Mm-hmm. It's not just the platform and the celebrity, though that's our focus here today, but it does move into like just in an everyday setting. Like, do we, are we more enamored with the powerful than we are with helping out and elevating, empowering the marginalized? Mm-hmm. Like, like that's a question we should all have to answer, mm-hmm. you know? And we, and we see that, like we can see it in our life, we can see it in how we react to certain things and everything. So I think that part's really important too. Yeah, definitely. And yeah, before we wrap up, I, I think one more thought I have of like what we can do, what you like the listeners can do, and what we can do as like a culture as Christians, as we sort of like work to get better and like make things better, is 
and this like goes across the board from these the worship leaders to like the Kanye thing, which we're not going to do an episode on, and all of this other stuff is like maybe a revolutionary, a little revolutionary thing you could do as a Christian is say, because I'm a Christian, I don't freak out over people. <laughs> yeah, don't you know? Uh, absolutely. Like don't like we've been at conferences before, and uh, our friend Jamee, uh, who's part of our community, uh, we were at a conference, and she like just looked very much like one of the the l- ladies that was like singing at this big conference and it was a big you know it was a stadium full of people yeah. and she kept getting stopped to have pictures taken i don't know don't do that <laughs> like just treat people like normal people no one's gonna be mad if you treat them normal like yeah if, you know and and i get it like i get the i've been in rooms with you know famous pro wrestlers or famous you know whatever and like felt a little geeked out about it and sure. and you know i get that but especially in the christian context like do your part if you see somebody who you read their book or you love their record or whatever like just say hey i appreciate what you do thanks support, but don't, you don't have to yeah. like freak out or, you know like don't support geek out and on encourage people. them and like yeah, yeah absolutely but you don't to have to treat things. them like they're better or more yeah. this is like we should have a section at the end of some of these episodes where it's like lessons from punk rock because <laughs> <laughs> like when i was growing up if a band set like we had we play a lot of the shows were at this um, old church building and there was a stage but it was an unspoken rule that you set up in front of the stage because there is no separation between the artist and the the consumer, right, in punk. And, like, when people would start to set their amps up on the stage, everyone would walk out of the room. <laughs> like, people would not watch your band and because they were that intense about, like, there are no celebrities here. There are no rock stars right. here. We're all the same. And that actually, like, produced a lot of great moments in my life. Like, there's lyrics that I have tattooed on me where I could just walk up to the dude who wrote the lyrics and be like, hey, dude. Like check out this tattoo, and he'd be like, "Whoa, that's crazy!" And we would just hang out. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we didn't. It didn't have to be. I didn't need a picture with them or whatever. Let's start treating Christian whatever influencers, artists. Let's start treating them that way. Just, yeah. just you can tell somebody, "Hey, I like your thing," but not have to like put it on Instagram or take a picture with them or God, God forbid, get their autograph. Like, be chill. Yeah. Or if, and honestly, this is the last thing I'm gonna say. Or if you have the opportunity to be in a grouping of people that have positional power or incredible influence or our celebrities or whatever like take that in for a second and start thinking to yourself how can this be used in the right way or how can this be leveraged in the right way and how can i be like an incredible impact through this and be aware like that's like because I, I, I know some people they do they get opportunities but man i'm rolling with these two guys and you know, it's Justin Bieber. <laughs> so, you right. know what I mean? But like being aware of that too. Yeah, for sure. Cool. Well, thanks everyone for listening. We hope that you all are ramping up for a fantastic Christmas and um, a very happy new year. Um, it's 2020 coming up, election year. There's going to be plenty to talk about. So this will be our last episode for, for 2019 and then into the new decade with plenty to discuss. So make sure to like and subscribe, share it, um, and uh, leave a comment if, if you can. If you have questions, comments, concerns, quips, quotes, or suggestions, you can email them to stay curious at hillcityrva.com. Um, if you're looking for, if you are listening and you're looking for somebody somewhere to go on Christmas Eve, um, you should come join us. You can go to christmasandrva.com and sort of just register for a seat. It's not like you have to buy a ticket, but it just lets us know who's coming. Um, and hopefully we'll see you then. 